Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh. G'day, thanks so much for getting our preview podcast of Mackay B. Diva Stakes Day. This is the update on Saturday morning. It's quarter to ten as we speak, meaning we know that we've had overnight rain. Vince Cardi, how's that change your thoughts towards this meeting? A little bit sad in, in some aspects because it, it sort of does tighten up the card from a professional point of view when it comes from a betting activity. It just makes it more challenging. And when you have this sort of situation, you've got to be very cautious in what you do and that the communication this morning was that the track's not only S7 but it's uh, on the worst side of S7. All right, so get your race speed profiles out that you've got in front of you and uh, we'll try and talk you through this. Most advantage race one, you've got Alpha One from Spacewalk and Duel. Duel's the short price favourite. It was terrific on debut. It's, uh, what is it, it's around about the $3 mark, sharing the line, maybe just outside from Alpha One that money's come from. We know it can handle the wet ground. Spacewalk, we did make him a sizzlers in Sydney. Best last 800 of the day. It's an interesting race, Ralphie. The... You know, upgraded this particular race, which is a positive. The runner in particular, the favourite, Jewel, it's the sort of horse that you... The way I look at it is like this. What do you need to do to uh, make what's required? In this case, we're looking at around one one to one and a half lengths below benchmark. We'll probably get you on the podium. And this is not a big step for this horse to realistically be able to achieve. The question mark around this runner is... Is it going to be able to handle the ground? It could be sensational and make a massive leap. And then again, it may not work for the horse. Alpha One, on the other hand, as you said, Ralphie, this horse definitely has the, the profile on the on the wet ground proven. So we can tick the box and we can have a level of comfort. I went all the way back and had a good look at the Newcastle run where we sort of marked it on the raws 15 lengths below standard. So we're confident that this horse is going to be able to handle S6, S7 without any issues at all. I would be worried. If the rain stays away, hopefully they'll never put the H sign up. But if it goes to H... We're back to a, a low-graded race, but that's where it's at. And Spacewalk's big last 800 in Sydney. How do you uh, revert that here to Melbourne? The good news with Spacewalk as well, Ralphie, is whilst it doesn't have a, a very high WTI, if this ground condition stays where it is, I, this is the reason why I pushed it into second position, is that it can handle the heavier ground and technically with a WTI 4.8 might be the strongest runner in the field. A race two, 1,700 metres. Um, look, it's it's almost your classic uh, fitness versus emerging talent or early in their prep talent. Uh, half the field here are, are resuming. you got the favourite lyrical lad. Maybe there's a bit of a, um, a lead here. Jamie might. He must have cut a leg off to ride at 54 kilos. That's absolute <laughs> rock bottom. Uh, it's the favourite from He's a Shocker and Sir Davey. Further out to Zarek from the Memsey Stakes. Milford and Young Werther have talent at their best uh, as far as your race speed profile is concerned you've gone low low to moderate confidence yes if we were going in the opposite direction this race would have ended up being moderate to heavy uh, to high i really feel that lyrical lad looks sensational for this race in terms of fitness 
how it's been profiling. That last star performance plus one is now like borderline within 0.3 of its historical PB. And then when I looked at the breakdown of the race, I just looked for the simple things, Ralphie. Are we tapering in the negative off that win or could there still be more? And the numbers clearly point that there's no way this horse has reached the top and going in the opposite direction and can handle ground conditions. So if, the, if a bit of more rain comes and we stay where we are, that's actually a plus for the horse. So this is the positive aspect for this particular runner. My, my challenges were this. I feel Milford's a runner on the rise. Just don't know how to square him off on the ground conditions, and that's a problem for me because this horse may be fine in the ground conditions. I don't know. He hasn't had many starts in Australia. Of course, if I go back a long way to New Zealand, it's too difficult to, for me to say this horse can't handle the wet. So I, I, I'm sort of like in the middle, but he's a bit of a problem because his profile is very strong. Well, you've, it's $14 and also at $18, worth mentioning Macram. I mean, cardiac arrhythmia first up, but you've got it in your most advantage and it was good on Anzac Day, this track and distance. Yes, correct. All right. Race three, low confidence. It's a Phillies up the straight. Uh, English Riviera is a fast horse. Also, uh, I'll ask you also about Bubble Palace because I know with Canando the wet ground on what it did at Warnable, it's uh, it's resuming here. OJ, oh, I wanted to be with OJ, but oh, the ground condition got me worried. We put a big sizzle on her at Caulfield. Well, you summed it up beautifully with on OJ. If we were going again in the opposite direction, I, I probably would have made some really big 360 reversals on. Instead of going all the way down the low, I would have been tempted to go high because this horse looks stunning. The way it closed, that last 400 metres with a plus six, even just the overall last 800 metres, it was a combined plus 9.1, Ralphie. That's brilliant. But when, when we hit a little bit of wet turf, this horse seems to lose three to four lengths, which is a big issue for me. The other runner, English Riviera, this is another horse that... Yeah, I sit back and have a look at it. Of course, we've got to be dealing with the the surface of the ground when you've got this scenario when they're not running on the on the grass turf but what we can't deny is this the straight line speed that horse produced at Ballarat synthetic of 8.6 last 400 even taken into consideration Ralphie that that track can run extremely fast in the home straight and you I, I have seen that you can at you can Go two, three lengths faster than what you normally would. I actually took that into consideration. I actually took four lengths into consideration, and this horse still ended up with what I consider to be technically elite level 400 metre sprint. So this is a big watch, but can hang, can you handle the ground? I don't know. Well, I better ask you about Gennady. It's the favourite in the race. Yeah, okay. Well, I look at this in a pretty simplistic term it's had two race starts and the only positive i can gain at the moment is other than the snowden camp right yep it's uh d oliver you have to always give respect to that the horse has gone up the straight and won very comfortably but i have to say a little bit on the softer side so right now i sit there so this is potentially another leaper but how are you going to handle the ground and can you genuinely find two lengths to be able to class-wise tackle the others. So it's either going to come because you're going to love the wet and the others don't, or we have to wait and see. 
Race four on the program here. This is a terrific race. I'm pretty confident. I'm high-fiving you as far as thoughts before the race with most advantage. Bermudez, Pinstripe, Scolopini, El Rocco. The breakdown's interesting because, of course, Scolopini, race fit. Damien Lane versus a couple of lower-profile jockeys in uh, Daniel Stackhouse and Michael D. El Rocco, though, loves the wet ground, and Jamie Mott, again, riding a very lightweight is a good push for it. How are you breaking these apart? Yes, well... This particular run at Bermudez, I ended up elevating to the top, Ralphie. Upgraded the race as well. I was contemplating a moderate to high. Just wasn't totally convinced of the jump outs at Flemington. Otherwise, I was going to rubber stamp this one step higher. But the reality is this horse has got a brilliant profile from last campaign. I do feel, even though it says six years of age, I don't believe we've seen the best of this horse yet. And it is potentially capable of coming out and running somewhere around benchmark to one and a half first up. I don't believe it's going to go to a 2.1, but it's very capable and a horse that we haven't seen the peak. Scolopini, initially I had this horse on top, Ralphie. My negative was when I really examined very closely the 1,400-metre profile of this horse, there are figures there that can, and this is when, if I'm looking at specifically like Eagle Farm surface, we can get in above benchmark. The one at the Sunshine Coast where it produced a 2.6, when I went through it, I felt that that's a bit of an overscore, just how the track raced that day in terms of speed, even though I downgraded it significantly. It probably needed to be downgraded another length, length and a half. And then there was an Ipswich run at 13.50, which I looked very closely at. And again, when I examined it, I probably could have downgraded that race another length. So I, I ended up with saying, you're probably only a benchmark to a plus half at this distance. So you need race shape on your side to to really help you and then you're going to be able to you know you have to be able to handle the ground and I, I couldn't I couldn't put the figure in it's, it's not there and speaking of race shape pinstripe I imagine will need that race shape in its favor but drawn wide it could uh, sling out from the best lanes we know it, ha- it likes Fleming and likes wet ground Yes, and this is the other horse that got the big elevation up, have to be respected. All right well now we've got soft track yesterday when we look at this Maccabi Diva stakes yesterday, we were thinking we might have soft ground. Now we know we've got soft ground. I'm thunderstruck, uh, high confidence, and uh, you got to say <laughs> it's going to take a power of beating. Well, the sad part for me, because we're all in the business of making money, yep. and one of the things that I like to do is just obviously make money, some money on the pun if I can, right? And just the way I bet, I'm hoping, of course, that you know that $1.30 for a place stands are a little bit better. Yep. But the reality is... I felt this was the only horse right now that I could pretty much say that I'm willing to back now and want to, and want to participate on. Am I willing to put it as an A-grade bet? Probably not, just where we are in, in terms of campaign. But the way I feel right now, and it's going to be governed by whatever the, the final price gets to, it's, it's going to be a C or B-grade bet, but it's the one horse that I can make a statement for myself right now that I've actually locked in as a genuine betting proposition. And S7, possibly H8, what does that mean for Alligator Blood that yesterday we're making a bit of a case for because to be in front? I just feel it's a negative. Yeah. If, if, if this track's not improving, in other words, if the rain stays away, maybe we won't get worse, but it can't be in its favour. So what what's its chances? 
if they're going to go really slow and they're going to, and Tim Clark's going to look to try and stack them up, that could happen. It's possible, right? But that won't do this horse any favours. So it's probably going to want to roll along. And if it rolls along, it's going to help a couple of other horses come into the race, like Mahunga, I'm Thunderstruck in particular, and even to a lesser extent, probably Cascadian. All right, we'll pick up the pace here because we've covered these quaddy legs. I'm just pretty much asking you as far as a more information um, uh, factor from the fact that yesterday we knew we were thinking it might be S5, S6. We know now it's it's worse than that. So from the quaddy legs, race six, your thoughts are low-confidence race. It is a low-confidence race, and I've pretty much stacked the MAs, with the exception of one runner, Rolfie, and that is interpretation, that basically point in a peam, big tick on the wet ground, particularly because this the way I've done the WTI reflects an S7 to H8 range. It meets the qualifying cr- criteria. Mohican Heights is also very, very strong. Horrifying is. And even Mimi's Award, even though I haven't got it in the top four, but it was just the one that ranked fifth. So if somebody wanted to go a little bit wider because they weren't sure, that would be the other runner I'd put in. And I've omitted the rest. Now, mind you, I put a little comment in and bound declare. But this morning, I had another close look at the 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 profile on the wet ground, there was genuine merit to say this horse was a big chance in this field because I don't feel the strengths there of this field, but this ground condition turned into a negative for me. Race seven, he'll confident about I am Benny yesterday. We now got uh, S seven, S eight. That we know that 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 can be a negative for kissing all four cheeks compared to how good she is on firm ground, which you definitely won't get. And uh, she's left there as your most advantage at a nice each way price. Yeah, so the downside for me here, unfortunately, is this, Ralphie. I probably should have marked the race low, low to yep. moderate, not because of the quality of the field. And the only reason why I left it at moderate, moderate is because there is good class in this field. And even with not the ground conditions in favour, you know that they're going to still perform to a good level. But from a business point of view, I was a little bit um, heart-wrenched because I – was keen to look at I am Benny, and now I'm sitting here saying S7, unless I see something in the early data that's going to give me a completely different optics, I'm going to be sitting on the fence. But I'm frustrated with that because I wanted to launch into this race. <laughs> I'll just better add one that we didn't speak about yesterday. Yep. I'm just this time last year, well, not quite actually, 11 months ago, Caulfield Cup Day, genuinely wet ground. Colette is a duck and a Group One winning duck, and Steinem runs second to her Caulfield Cup Day. If she brings that type of performance here, you're thinking that the IVR is only requiring, you know, around about plus one. Can she be in the finish at 20 to one? Well, it's clear cut there, Ralphie. Uh, on the BD, it's got a 0.8. That makes it top four. What's BD? So uh, That's the at the distance. Yep. The IVR figure. It's at 0.8. Yep. So if you look at if you look on the on the actual grid, you'll see in that column of the BD, there's only a, a small number of horses. In fact, there's only five horses in total that are above benchmark at the distance. And she's one of them. Yes. All right, twenty to one there. Just sort of throw that one in, and I'm glad I did. So yes, when it comes smart. when it comes to the race eight on the program again, we've uh, we've now now we know that we've got wet ground that we're talking about up the straight. What's your thoughts? Uh, well, I was always fifty fifty about how I was going to tackle this and whether it could be a play for me or not. Because you've got this challenge up the straight, you have to deal with a number of moving pieces, and the 
generally I allow 25% for chaos, but in this situation, it could be 50% chaos. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not 100% sure where they're going to go. And then we've got the ground just to give me that bigger headache because SWAT's that. I had a good look. I can't frank it on the wet ground. Even shooting for gold, I was hunting down. What I noticed is if we're S5 or, or maybe even S6, it stands up. It's as we get wetter, this horse just – I'll give you an example. On dead ground, the horse has got a WTI of 6.9, and on heavy, it's minus uh, 0.7. There's a seven-length variation, and that's a negative for me. But I can't downgrade the horse because it's in top form. So, Bully, you made a case for yesterday about $14. What's its uh, likelihood on a wet ground? Oh, another sickening scenario for me <laughs> as well, Ralphie, because I thought this one was like one there at hidden value that I felt when I did all my – mathematical calculations, it was actually sitting at 80% chance of me being able to collect in the top three for this horse. But I went to the wet ground profile and I went down to 60 and, you know, it's a no-go zone for me when it gets to that. Well, given I just asked one about 20 to 1, I'm going to ask another one at similar price before we move on from this race. Row Heron, gee, can produce a big run fresh and it's, uh, it, um, it has had some good wet track performances. How are you viewing its chances? Well, not only that, Rob, the, the chances, but even the rider, we know how capable that rider is. In terms of what we can see happen in this particular scenario first up, the break's not that long, but my frustration was this. Last campaign, the one run that it had was a 3.9 below. The campaign before that was minus four. I have to go all the way back to 220 when it was a, a positive run. Are we going to see that? It, while it wasn't visible in the Kembla uh, barrier trial, but that doesn't mean that um, this horse hasn't gone on. But it hasn't been seen for about a month, Ralphie. So it's a mounting yard is going to be very, very important. But, yeah, oh, it's, it's one that you have to throw confettis in the air. <laughs> nice and easy. And the last race here, our thought process yesterday was it. Um, there, there could be some emerging horses, but what you're saying is fast witness really only has to just keep doing what it's doing to be deep in the finish. Of note, Fawida Sen was short price favourite that day, missed the start, and last prep, and its only prep, was a big second up winner. So you can probably line up the two of them there, but there's others that are emerging. It's obviously a moderate conference race is what you're thinking. It is, and the reality is, I felt you summed that up beautifully, Rolfie. Fast witness, it's pretty hard to fault. Yeah. The only, if, if I'm looking for a negative, the only negative I could find is you're doing it in your first campaign. Yep. And is that enough to throw the horse under the bus? No way. It's it's rock solid already above benchmark. There is absolutely nothing in the intel that's going to indicate that this horse is going to tip over the edge at the moment. Of course, you've got the question mark. How will you go at 1,400? That's going to be, all get down to race shape. All right. So moderate uh, confidence there in the last race, but there, there's $10 about for, for that particular horse. Thanks so much for buying our year-round carnival preview podcasts, and uh, we're going to break it all apart, of course, on Monday morning.